Welcome to the Tech Meme Ride Home for Wednesday, March 30th, 2022. I'm Brian McCullough. Today, I explain the latest, biggest crypto hack of all time, this time affecting Axie Infinity. Meta is paying to dish dirt on TikTok. Changes to Google Calendar could kneecap a bunch of startups, while the DOJ is investigating Google Maps. And signs of difficulty in two red-hot startup sectors, the instant delivery sector and the fast checkout sector. Here's what you missed today in the world of tech. The Ronin Network, which supports Sky Mavis's Axie Infinity game, says it was hacked, and 173,600 ETH and $25.5 million worth of USDC was stolen. So altogether, that means more than $600 million has been stolen. Now, again, depending on how you frame this, this is one of the biggest crypto hacks ever. And this is particularly notable because Axie Infinity was seen as one of the wild success stories of this generation of crypto projects. A play-to-earn game doing $3.5 billion in NFT transactions last year back in October. They raised a ton of money from A16Z and others at what was rumored to be a $3 billion valuation. So, yeah, this one's big, quoting Coindesk. According to a blog post published by the Ronin Network's official substack, the exploit affected Ronin validator nodes for Sky Mavis, the publishers of the popular Axie Infinity game, and the Axie DAO. An attacker, quote, used hacked private keys in order to forge fake withdrawals from the Ronin bridge across two transactions, as seen on Etherscan. While the Ronin sidechain has nine validators requiring five signatures for withdrawals, it is meant to protect against these types of attacks. The blog post notes that, quote, the attacker found a backdoor through our gas-free RPC node, which they abused to get the signature for the Axie DAO validator, end quote. The blog post pegged the losses at 173,600 Ether and 25.5 million in USDC, currently worth in excess of $625 million. The Ronin attacker's Ethereum address is a fresh address that transferred ETH in from the Binance exchange one week ago. Etherscan records show that the attack took place last Wednesday. The majority of the funds remain in the attacker's address, though 6,250 ETH has been transferred to various other addresses. The Ronin Bridge and the Katana Automated Market Maker have both been paused while investigations are ongoing." End quote. So it looks like it took them a week to realize more than half a billion dollars were missing. And in case you were wondering, a blockchain bridge, otherwise known as a cross-chain bridge, connects two blockchains and allows users to send cryptocurrency from one chain to the other. The question is, can Sky Mavis get this money back, or could this potentially bankrupt the entire project? This morning, Sky Mavis COO Alexander Larson says the company is, quote, committed to reimbursing Axie Infinity players and is, quote, working on a solution, quoting Bloomberg. We are fully committed to reimbursing our players as soon as possible, Larson said via text message. We are still working on a solution that is an ongoing discussion. The funds swiped include the, quote, deposits of players and speculators and the Axie Infinity Treasury revenue, Larson said. Of the Ether stolen, 56000 belong to the Axie Infinity Treasury, he said. The company doesn't suspect insider involvement in the heist, according to Larson. The attack is the latest to show that bridges are often rife with problems. The computer code of many isn't audited, allowing for hackers to exploit vulnerabilities. It's often unclear who runs them and exactly how. Identities of validators who are supposed to order transactions on bridges are often shrouded in mystery. And yet there are thousands of bridges out there and they have moved hundreds of millions of dollars worth of crypto. 
Sky Mavis has said it keeps all its revenue from Axie Infinity, including fees for joining the game, breeding its non-fungible token creatures, and other in-game payments in its treasury, and only uses outside investor money to maintain its real-world team's operations. It generated $1.3 billion in revenue in the 12 months through February. The easiest way to look at this is like the bridge is the bank for the Ronin network, Larson said. The heist that happened took out all the ETH and USDC, so the ETH USDC on Ronin network is not currently backed by anything. But we are looking at other options, end quote. Meta is apparently paying a consulting and lobbying firm to orchestrate a PR campaign against TikTok in the U.S., including placing op-eds in regional news outlets. Quoting the Washington Post, Facebook parent company Meta is paying one of the biggest Republican consulting firms in the country to orchestrate a nationwide campaign seeking to turn the public against TikTok. The campaign includes placing op-eds and letters to the editor in major regional news outlets, promoting dubious stories about alleged TikTok trends that actually originated on Facebook and pushing to draw political reporters and local politicians into helping take down its biggest competitor. These bare-knuckled tactics, long commonplace in the world of politics, have become increasingly noticeable within a tech industry where companies vie for cultural relevance and come at a time when Facebook is under pressure to win back young users. Employees with the firm targeted Victory worked to undermine TikTok through a nationwide media and lobbying campaign portraying the fast-growing app owned by the Beijing-based company ByteDance as a danger to American children and society, according to internal emails shared with the Washington Post. Targeted Victory needs to, quote, get the message out that while Meta is the current punching bag, TikTok is the real threat, especially as a foreign-owned app that is number one in sharing data that young teens are using, a director from the firm wrote in a February email. Campaign operatives were also encouraged to use TikTok's prominence as a way to deflect from Meta's own privacy and antitrust concerns. Bonus points if we can fit this into a broader message that the current bills slash proposals aren't where state attorneys general or members of Congress should be focused, a Targeted Victory staffer wrote. In other emails, Targeted Victory urged partners to push stories to local media tying TikTok to dangerous teen trends in an effort to show the app's purported harms. Any local examples of bad TikTok trends slash stories in your markets, a Targeted Victory staffer asked. Dream would be to get stories with headlines like, From Dances to Danger, How TikTok Has Become the Most Harmful Social Media Space for Kids, the staffer wrote, end quote. Meta has updated Messenger with Slack-like shortcuts, quoting The Verge. Two of the shortcuts are available today, March 29th, according to Meta, at everyone and forward slash silent. At everyone will let you notify everyone in a chat, which could be useful if you want to make sure to get everyone's attention. On behalf of your friends' notifications, I beg you to please use this one responsibly. However, if you want to send a message without pinging the whole group, you'll be able to use the slash silent shortcut, Meta says. In the coming weeks, there will be a few more shortcuts. Slash Pay will let you send or request money right from the Messenger chat box and will be available soon on iOS and Android in the U.S. Type slash GIF and a topic of something you want a GIF of to see some potential options to drop into the chat. This feature will be available soon on iOS. And slash Shrug and slash Table Flip, which will be available soon on iOS as well, will let you drop the classic emoticons without having to type them out yourself, end quote. And heads up, calendar startups, because this new feature could be a real shot across your collective bows. 
Google has added a booking page to Google Calendar, letting users present available periods for a meeting. Quoting Ars Technica. Workspace users will soon be able to pick the appointment schedule from the Create Appointment button. This will fire up a UI that can be used to create an appointment web page. Workspace users highlight the times they would be willing to have a meeting, then enter the appointment duration and location or a Google Meet room and add a title or description. Once everything is filled out, Calendar will generate a Google-hosted booking page website, and the creator can send the URL to someone else. The other person can then easily pick a time and add the meeting to a calendar. A similar time slot feature was previously available if both users were inside the same workspace organization, but you can now show this time slot UI to anyone you want, even users without a Google account. The creator of the booking page will need to be using at least the business standard version of Google Workspace. The lower-level business starter level is still paid, but it doesn't get access to these sorts of fancy new features. The feature should roll out to everyone by April 9. Once you have it, just load up the web version of Google Calendar, click on the Create button, and pick Appointment Schedule." End quote. We're being sponsored today by a company on a product that longtime listeners know I have used for years and cannot literally cannot live or at least work without it. 1Password. 1Password combines industry-leading security with award-winning design to bring private, secure, and user-friendly password management to everyone. Companies lose hours every day just from employees forgetting and resetting passwords. A single data breach costs millions of dollars. 1Password secures every sign-in to save you time and money, any device, any time. 1Password lets you securely switch between iPhone, Android, Mac, and PC with convenient features like autofill for quick sign-ins. All you have to remember is the one strong account password that protects everything else. Your logins, your credit cards, secure notes, or the office Wi-Fi password. 1Password generates as many strong, unique passwords as you need and securely stores them in an encrypted vault that only you have access to. I started using 1Password, what, a decade ago? Join me and over 100,000 businesses on board the 1Password bandwagon, because right now, my listeners get a free two-week trial at onepasswordcom ride. That's two free weeks at the number one, the word password, all one word, dot com slash ride, onepasswordcom slash ride. Want a better way to simplify your business finances across expenses, vendor payments, and accounting? If so, Ramp could be a complete game changer. Ramp is the corporate card and spend management software designed to help you save time and put money back in your pocket. Ramp gives finance teams unprecedented control and insight into company spend. With Ramp, you're able to issue cards to every employee with limits and restrictions and automate expense reporting so you can stop wasting time at the end of every month. Ramp's accounting software automatically collects receipts and categorizes your expenses in real time so you don't have to. You'll never have to chase down a receipt again, and your employees will no longer spend hours submitting expense reports. The time you'll save each month on employee expenses will allow you to close your books eight times faster. Ramp's also saves you money. Businesses that use Ramp save an average of 5% the first year. Ramp is easy to use. Get started, issue virtual and physical cards, and start making payments in less than 15 minutes, whether you have five employees or 5,000. And now, get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com slash techmeme. Ramp.com slash techmeme. R-A-M-P dot com slash techmeme. Sources say the Department of Justice is investigating whether Google bundling Google Maps with its other software illegally stifles competition. Quoting Reuters, 
The probe has two components. One part focuses on apps, including for navigation, that are provided through infotainment screens on vehicles. In its Google Automotive Services package for automakers, the search company bundles together Maps, the Google Play App Store, Google Assistant, and other services. Car companies are prevented from, for example, mixing Google Maps with voice assistants developed by smaller rivals, one source said. In response, Google said the integration provides the best user experience and that in some instances, a rival voice assistant can function with Google Maps. The other component focuses on app and website developers. Specifically, the department is looking at Google's requirement that if a web page or app uses one Google technology, say Google's location search, the website or app developer cannot use Maps or other technologies developed by Google's rivals, the two sources said. Two developers have told Reuters over the past year that they received violation notices from Google in recent years after mixing data from the company's services with Maps from other providers. The developers said the competing options were less expensive or more detailed than Google Maps in some cases. The developers, speaking on the condition of anonymity due to fear of retaliation by Google, have also expressed concern about the company's new privacy options for users of its Android mobile operating system that could limit data collection by rival mapping providers. At stake are money and data, including about places and people's interests. Google does not separately disclose sales from licensing the map-related tools, but Google over the years has hiked mapping fees and tied the business to its cloud unit, whose sales growth is of keen interest to investors." End quote. And two stories that make me once again wonder if VCs really have mathed out the realities of two really hot startup spaces. First one, a source is telling the information that Philadelphia-based delivery startup GoPuff, valued at $15 billion last fall, plans to lay off around 3% of its staff to cut $40 million in costs. The layoffs follow the resignations of several key executives, quote, The cuts are part of an effort to reduce annual headcount costs by at least $40 million, said a person who was briefed about the move. The planned layoffs at the Philadelphia-based company, which employs roughly 15,000 workers, follows a hiring freeze earlier this month and the resignations of several key executives. The job cuts, part of a broader organizational restructure, are likely to focus on top-earning managers outside GoPuff's core delivery operations, the person briefed said. The company on Friday parted ways with Sherrod Sondarison, a senior vice president of product and growth, who reportedly reported directly directly to CEOs Rafael Ishayev and Yakir Gola. Earlier in the year, GoPuff's Vice President of Marketing Solutions, Andrew Berman, and its Director of Strategic Partnerships, Phil Mikhailov, also submitted their resignations, the person added. The departures hadn't previously been reported. The recent turnover could complicate GoPuff's plans to go public later this year, as it had hoped to do. Last year, other senior executives, including GoPuff's Chief Customer Officer Jocelyn Wong, its Vice President of Product Management Grady Leno, Chief Financial Officer Mark Gadosi, and Chief Business Officer Jonathan DiOrio left the company. In October, GoPuff launched its instant delivery services in New York before expanding into British cities like London and Manchester the following month. In these and other cities, GoPuff runs a network of warehouses where it stocks its own purchased inventory using contractors for delivery to nearby homes. Executives had forecast the company would generate annualized revenue of at least $2 billion this this year based on the company's fourth quarter performance. This year, however, the sharp drop in the stock prices of fast-growing tech companies such as DoorDash, Shopify, and Zoom has made it harder for older startups to raise money. To ride out the tougher funding conditions, some startups are trying to conserve cash by scaling back expansion plans. Virtual conferencing startup Hopin, online makeup seller Glossier, and automation software company HyperScience have announced layoffs this year, and digital bank Chime and JustWorks, a developer of human resources software, have reportedly delayed public offerings initially set for early 2022, end quote. 
And I thought that GoPuff was the leader of the space. So if they're in choppy waters... And also from the information, sources are saying that Stripe-backed one-click checkout service Fast generated just $600,000 in revenue in 2021. Sources say that Fast tried raising a $100 million Series C round recently that did not go well. Quoting from the information again, The San Francisco-based Fast, which launched its one-click service in 2020, tried to win by signing up small merchants. Its main startup rival, Bolt, launched its service in 2018 with a different strategy, landing large customers including Lucky Jeans and Nautica. The startup's financial results have diverged. Last year, Fast generated around $600,000 in revenue, three people with knowledge of the number said, while the information previously reported that Bolt generated roughly 50 times that figure. And when Fast late last year tried to raise a $100 million Series C financing at a valuation north of $1 billion, it didn't find any takers at the time, a person with direct knowledge of the matter said. One-click checkout requires hefty merchant volumes to bring in significant revenue, and Fast's strategy of targeting small merchants puts it at a disadvantage. Fast had been hoping to significantly ramp up its business in 2021 by signing on larger merchants. It was telling employees its goal was to process $1 billion in transactions by the end of the year, three people familiar with the matter said. But it fell short of that target. Financials fast prepared for investors showed that its transaction volume last year reached around $30 million. In the investor document, Fast projected it would process $1.6 billion in merchandise sales in 2022 and generate $40 million in revenue. Bolt generated around $50 million in revenue last year on about $5 billion in merchant volume, the information previously reported. Bolt declined to comment on its financials for this story. In terms of funding, Bolt has also far outpaced Fast, raising $700 million over the past 12 months. That included a January Series E round involving mutual fund giant BlackRock that valued the company at $11 billion, end quote. A unicorn valuation on $600,000 in revenue? Yes, that would be, if you're curious, bubbly sort of valuation. Today, I learned that the whole reason there's been this flood of checkout technology companies is because Amazon's patent for one-click checkout technology expired in 2017. Ugh. I woke up this morning with a cold, a wicked cold. Came out of nowhere. Not sure if you can hear it in my voice. Negative COVID tests so far, but I'm off to bed. Talk to you tomorrow.